Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Life Podcast. My name is Em and I'm the host of this podcast and the founder of the free Sustainable Life app, an app for sustainable living made easy. You can download it today on both Apple and Android. The Sustainable Life app connects you with sustainable brands and businesses worldwide. And the purpose of this podcast is to interview various experts around the globe about topics relating to sustainability. Our podcast's objective is to help keep you informed, encouraged, and inspired. COVID-19 has got a lot of us wondering about how strong our individual immune systems are. So we've brought back naturopathic doctor Shavita Teja, who's also a Western medicine pharmacist, to explain to you and me about what we can do at home via telehealth to improve our health and also what steps we need to take once the world gets back to normal. And it's to really assess how strong our immune system already is and what we can do to make it stronger. This podcast also has an accompanying blog post, which can be found on our website, www.sustainablelifeapp.com forward slash blog. And it's titled, How a Naturopathic Doctor Views Your Health. So without further ado, let's get started. So today on the podcast, we're welcoming back Dr. Shabita Theja. So welcome, Dr. Theja. Thank you for having me again. I'm excited to share this time with you. (laughs) So it's kind of version two of our previous podcast. In the previous podcast, we were talking about COVID-19, how to keep our immune system strong. Um, And it was really fascinating because we talked so much and we learned so much. And then towards the end, uh, you and I started talking about what we could do. And there was a point where I was like, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I don't know how to fix myself. <laughs> I don't know if my body can be fixed. Like I just, got, <laughs> it was just yeah. like one of those like moments that we all have in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were like, no, it's okay. Meditate, <laughs> practice gratitude. And I was like, oh, thank goodness I'm back. I feel myself again. Um, yeah. So we were talking and then uh, we were thinking, okay, well, let's create some kind of a system that people listening to our podcast while they're kind of going through self-isolation, COVID-19 stuff, sitting at home, they could listen to the podcast and have a few steps that they could prepare for so that post-COVID um, or even during COVID, if it's possible dur- uh, through like telehealth uh, to do some things, but like post-COVID to go and kind of, you know, get the blood tests you need to get and figure out how to get your health to like an optimum state. So that's the point of this podcast today, which I'm really excited about. So I'm going to kind of throw it over to you. Like, how do we figure out how to keep our health in optimum state? Like, what are the steps? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I'm so glad we were able to do this, you know, podcast number two and expand on basically an area I'm super passionate about. And it's how a naturopathic doctor thinks or views your health. And so I'm going to take you inside the mind of a naturopathic doctor so that you're able to see where we're coming from and it will totally tie into how you can take responsibility for your health, be your own uh, best health advocate and see whether there's areas of uh, deficiencies that you can fill in as an individual. And it sort of sets it up nicely, as you said, 
them uh, whether there's uh, telehealth consults available. Um, I know for myself that the clinic is closed. I'm hoping over the next, or in the next, I should say, two to three weeks that I will be able to open up in a very gradual way uh, and offer urgent care um, to those patients that have been emailing me, you know, quite frequently. Um, so I am hoping to do that. But for now, I am one of those naturopathic doctors that are available over telehealth and phone um, for those consults and visits uh, in varying time quantities. But um, yeah, you can book that online at tejawellness.ca, T-E-J-A. So think about, so how an ND thinks about your health comes from the therapeutic pyramid. Um, and it's a triangle that will this is going to be a blog post uh, after so you can refer to um, the actual physical image but basically there's seven levels to this uh, therapeutic triangle therapeutic pyramid however you want to call it there's slightly different versions of each if you google it online but the foundation is to create conditions for health and that includes looking at the basic determinants of health now for a naturopathic doctor we're looking at the basic determinants of health being number one, air, number two, water, number three, sleep. Number four is love, self-worth, compassion, um, sort of that self-love. And then five is food, nutrition. So good food, good nutrition. So if we look at the those five individual basic determinants of health, we can expand upon that and give a little bit more information. But that's sort of the basic groundwork. So whenever a patient comes into uh, my office or I'm talking to them over the phone, seeing them over video consults, what's going through my head as they're describing their most bothersome symptom or their chief concern to me is has this patient ticked off, like have they done that first foundational layer. Um, so I'll give you an example with air, right? The basic determinant of health would be air. That would be referring to breathing, breath work, the importance of not just shallow chest breathing, but diaphragmatic breathing. So you're activating the vagus nerve, which is one of our cranial nerves, but that runs right in the front of our body and connects kind of like a highway, the gut to the brain. And when you are physically in a diaphragmatic breath, you are activating the vagus nerve and triggering your body, your central nervous system to move into the parasympathetic nervous system mode or rest and digest. And this is where healing happens. Blood flow is directed to uh, the core, to the gut. So this is where you want to be when you're grounded, when you're eating, uh, when you're meditating. Um, you really want to be in parasympathetic mode as much as possible, rather than the flip side, which is fight or flight. And that's often um, termed the sympathetic dominant mode or the sympathetic nervous system. So that's fight or flight. And that's where blood is directed to your limbs. That's when you're running away from that threat. So a lion, tiger, bear, you're running away from them. You want blood flow to be into your limbs so you can actually get away. Pupils are dilated. There is no digestion happening because that's not the point. Um, you need to fight or flight. So I often see patients in sympathetic dominance, meaning in relation to their parasympathetic mode 
their sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight is dominant over rest and digest. And thus deficiencies, diseases, conditions result from that sympathetic dominance, meaning they're not digesting, they are suffering, and maybe they're, they're presenting with bloating, but you take it a few steps back and look at that foundation of the healing triangle, the therapeutic pyramid, and their breath work needs to happen. So it's not something you would immediately go to when somebody's presenting with bloating, but that's how an ND will will view your health. So that's number one. So fascinating. Because <clears throat> like for the fight or flight too, that's essentially living in anxiety, right? Like people with Absolutely. Totally would be in fight or flight. Absolutely. And then also I was um, reading about how to breathe properly. <laughs> yeah. I actually went to um, like a Tony Robbins event and they showed you how to breathe properly, which I thought was so fascinating. And I realized I was doing it wrong. So the way I was breathing was I was breathing up. So the air went from my stomach to my throat and from my throat back to my stomach. So I was like going and I was going up and then down. But what you're supposed to do is fill your stomach with air, go, and then it fills up with air and then go and then your stomach contracts and I didn't know that was the right way of breathing I thought that was the wrong way of breathing because in our society women are so focused on their stomachs and you want to have a flat stomach yes you're constantly like contracting everything you can and you're like kind of your body's like clenched and whether you realize it or not, that's in a sense kind of like what you're saying, the fight or flight, because you're not breathing properly. So is that kind of a good description? That's such a great description. And I see, especially women, time and time again in my clinic, over the phone, I see I come across this particular type of patient. It is so common because we are so focused on, just like you said, we're so focused on our physical appearance that includes um, the abdomen, the gut. And so everything is tight and clenched. And then their most common presenting symptom can be anxiety, but it can also be the result of chronic anxiety. And that can have an impact on, like I usually say, head to toe. It can be uh, brain fog. It can be bloating, gas, um, poor digestion. Uh, It can have a hormonal impact. So there is such a, um, you know, overarching result that happens from proper or improper breath and breath work. Yeah. So it's very, very important. People start to treat their symptoms as opposed to the underlying root of the issue. Yes. And then it gets even more complicated. And I'm certain, like, I'm not saying this as like someone who is exempt from this rule. I'm sure I do this too. (laughs) I'm sure you do this too. Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh my God, I have a rash on like my arm. Like, where did that come from? I think I should put some rash cream on it. And you forget that it's like inflammation. What? What's the root of that inflammation, really? Um, yes. Or like whatever it could be. So that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also looking at your pyramid, and it's so cool that you've listed, obviously your sleep, but like your shelter and like your community. So like who you're yes. surrounding yourself with too, the type of yeah. people, whether positive or negative, does that have a big big impact on your health? I mean, my well, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you look at who your friends are and they will determine kind of where you end up, right? Who you surround yourself (laughs) with is who you're going to be on this journey called life with. 
So if you are surrounded by like-minded people that are focused, that are looking at ahead to uh, achieving goals, it depends on the type of personality that you are though, right? But you want well-wishers, you want people that are positive around you because that is so important to our mental, emotional, and thus physical health. And I talked about this on podcast number one, uh, when we were discussing the immune system, and that is the healing triangle, which is another, I know triangles are very prevalent in the naturopathic world, (laughs) um, but there's the therapeutic order and the therapeutic pyramid. And then there's a healing triangle, which on the three points are mental, physical, and uh, emotional health. And we all are made up of all three of those planes. So when you're surrounding yourself with like-minded, positive, optimistic, um, compassionate, caring people, you are thus supporting your emotional health, which then has an impact, like I said, on mental and then physical health. So it is very important. It's also very important the conversations you're having with yourself. So internally, what's going on in your head? What are those thoughts? that are circulating. And again, this is something that, um, you know, listeners can go back and click on and listen to in podcast number one, when we touched on this in the COVID immune system discussion. Uh, But we think so much faster than we speak. And so it is so important, the self-compassion, self-worth and what are, and self-love. So what are the thoughts that are circulating and do they have an off-ramp? Are you able to you know, by utilizing maybe a gratitude journal, counseling, uh, emotional freedom technique that's tapping, uh, which combines acupressure and counseling. Are you doing something to actually give voice to those thoughts? Uh, Because very often they are negative thoughts and um, that can be be harmful and damaging as well. So that all constitutes, again, that foundational first layer. Uh, first and second layer, really, because the second one is to support the viz or the healing power of your body. Um, and that all comes into play with various modalities, whether it's hydrotherapy, uh, acupuncture, homeopathy. Uh, but you are, and really the bottom layer that we talked about, the basic determinants of health, feed into supporting the viz for the healing power of your body as well. So all are are very important. And I'm looking at all of that uh, when a patient is is in front of me and I'm thinking through my head, how can, you know, what is deficient here? Where does this person need the additional support? And that brings us to the third layer, which is supporting, um, you know, those organ systems that are weakened in that particular person. Um, and so kind of taking it out of the conventional medical system where it tends to compartmentalize the various systems, right? You have a heart issue, you go see a cardiologist, you have a gas, uh, GI issue, you go and see a gastroenterologist. We're looking at the various systems, but combined as a whole. So like you mentioned, inflammation, inflammation can target both the cardiovascular and the gastrointestinal system. So that would be root cause. And that could be causing something like diabetes as well as ulcerative colitis right the underlying disease uh, patterns could be inflammation and so we're taking it a few steps back again and trying to heal the body of that inflammation on a cellular level and then supporting those weakened systems um, and that's what you yeah. mean there because sometimes when I go to get like a massage <clears throat> my massage therapist I'll tell them okay I, I have like a sinus migraine or whatever and then they mm-hmm. will go to like my 
foot or they'll go to like my elbow or they'll start massaging like a really random body part and I'll be like why are you massaging that I just told you like <laughs> my head hurts or like my neck yeah like no 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 but it's connected and then they'll right. like dig down deep and it'll hurt so badly and then you know after like 20 minutes my my headache goes away and they're like yeah see I told you so I think that's <laughs> what you're kind of saying but it's internally yes so sure you have inflammation or whatever but it could be connected to some gut symptoms and you may not feel it in your gut but that inflammation is connected to your gut right absolutely yeah very well said that's yeah exactly it so you are on which number you're on four now right correct structural integrity yeah and we're gonna come back to number three so the third level of the pyramid which is supporting those diseased or weakened organ systems because we're going to talk about testing right we want to look at what um you should be thinking about either during the pandemic or once you know measures are lifted and you're able to go into your doctor or naturopath but i'll just finish with the layers of the pyramid so the fourth one is correcting structural integrity so like you mentioned with a massage that would fall under this category i refer to the rmts on staff who she's actually a part owner as well the acupuncturist um who's also a part owner so i have you know people with 10 15 years experience that i feel comfortable referring to but for chiropractic manipulations Sometimes it's hard to find a chiropractor that you trust. My brother-in-law is a great one, but he's in Surrey. And so <laughs> patients don't often um, <laughs> want to make the trip. So I can do, you know, a few minor um, chiropractic manipulations. So that would fall under that category of correcting the actual structural integrity, um, spinal malalignments, because that all has an impact on your nerves and your nervous system. Um, and so we want to correct those uh, malalignments. The fifth layer is then looking at the natural substances, supplements, herbs, uh, with therapeutic actions that we're then prescribing. The sixth layer is um, the pharmaceuticals. So uh, many naturopaths now have prescribing authority. I am one of those. And with my pharmacy background, uh, I feel very comfortable in this arena. So that would be pharmaceuticals. And then the seventh is surgery. So we are trained in minor surgery, but there are very few naturopaths that actually do this. We often refer to the um, GP or family doctor who makes a referral to uh, the various specialists that would I be indicated. I that. Since when did yeah. you do surgery? What? Yeah, one of the, um, you know, our board exams, one of the board exams is uh, minor surgery component so yes we are absolutely trained in that but that takes you know I, I don't think just passing that board exam is enough I would like I personally don't do the minor surgery because I think that takes uh, tremendous skill and experience and I feel much more comfortable referring to you know the specialists that know that well and that's also very important so that takes us to the end of the pyramid and just like a triangle or pyramid, the base layer is the biggest, the, the top uh, point is the smallest. So you'll see that as you go through point one, two, three, you get to seven, the pharmaceuticals and surgery occupy the smallest area of that triangle. And that's what constitutes the smallest area of most people's, most endies practices. 
So we're focusing for on NDs. fundamentals <laughs> for, for NDs. Absolutely. Yeah. A Western yeah. medicine physician would say, okay, yes, yes to number one, but <laughs> I think everything else would be rearranged <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, they, everybody has a specific place in the healthcare system. So what I tell my patients is that you want to surround yourself with as many qualified, trusted healthcare professionals that you can and create your own healthcare team. So that will or should include a family doctor, a naturopath, and then per your specific requirements, a pelvic floor physiotherapist, a uh, massage therapist, an acupuncturist, um, the list goes on and on, right? So personal trainer, nutritionist, you know, naturopaths often occupy many of those roles because we can do acupuncture. We do, um, you know, offer nutritional, um, prescriptive nutritional advice. So all of that we can offer, but there are lots that we can't. So uh, pelvic floor physio, for example, that is something that I would want as part of a particular patient's healthcare team. So surround yourself with that healthcare team. You are, you know, you wanted a quote for the last podcast. Here's your quote for this one. Okay. <laughs> I love it. You are your own best health advocate. Nobody is going to do that better than you. And I, as somebody that has gone through chronic health challenges and continues to deal with them, I I know that it is often cruel to expect a patient that is so depleted and going through so much pain to have to then advocate, but it is the most important thing that you're going to do. And you are the unifying factor in that healthcare team. You're at the center of that. So you are the one communicating your information to every single practitioner. And one thing that as a pharmacist and naturopath, I find so important is you know, medication safety. And so I always advocate to my patients that you want to carry around or have in your phone on a piece of paper or on your phone, but a list of every single medication over the counter, herb, supplement, homeopathic, I don't care what it, whatever you're putting into or on your body. So that includes bioidentical hormone creams, um, rectal suppositories, anything that you're putting into or on your body should be on that list. And that list should be visible to each practitioner. So they know what you're on. Yeah, it has to be done. And I need to like, I am very passionate about advocating that because I've seen the detriment when that doesn't happen. And it can be a very simple mistake that it's just the lack of knowledge. So it's nobody's fault but the patient didn't communicate it to the naturopath, didn't communicate to the medical doctor. Those two arms of the healthcare team aren't communicating. So it isn't just a patient's um, advocacy or their fault. I don't want to put blame on them, but actually the two arms of the healthcare team don't aren't communicating. And so I, as a naturopath, try to do that more by writing letters, by calling the offices, um, to make sure that we're all on the same page. But again, you as a patient have access to communication to each member of the healthcare team. So everybody should have that um, piece of paper visible. So we're so checking be for interaction. So it's the pills you're taking, the creams yeah. you're putting on your body. Yes, uh, allergies. Allergies, okay. Allergies so like, for sure. Sensitivities and anaphylactic. Yes, I would include both. If you have that information, 
include, so usually patients know what they're allergic to anaphylactically, yeah. right? Because that has caused a severe reaction that is told to you time and time again. If you're a complex patient and you're seeing um, doctors over and over again, you know that say you have a penicillin allergy or a sulfa allergy, you know that but sensitivities are less known. But if you know that, yes, include that because that's important too. Like so a lactose intolerance, like for medicine example. And that kind of stuff. But if like it's yes. anaphylactic to like I'm allergic to tree nuts, I can put exactly as well. Yes. It doesn't have to be just medicine. Cool. It does not, no. But yeah. obviously medicine is really important. <laughs> yes. So allergies, sensitivities, and any medication over the counter so that would include things like you know if you're taking uh an NSAID aspirin included in that Tylenol so that's over the counter that you can get without a prescription medication over the counter exactly um herbs supplements homeopathics herbs creams herbs yeah so if you are taking for example a herbal tea or a herbal tincture a lot of my patients see herbalists as well or I myself am recommending a custom blend or a tincture that can be um you know picked up at a at a pharmacy at a natural pharmacy so that should all go on that list because Mm -hmm. very often those herbs are going through the same detox pathways as medications are going through and so a keen eye keen medical eye will pick up that drug herb drug nutrient drug drug interaction so they're very there's different types of interactions i would have never thought of that because usually if you go to like a doctor like my sinusitis guy like i doubt he would care if i was like you know consuming a lot of ginger or like whatever he'd be like (laughs) i don't care but like to you a naturopathic doctor you you do care because you see those so that's really interesting to like have a list of everything and yes. just, like let the doctor figure out what matters and what doesn't to them. Yeah. And it's a one-time thing, right? It just, you can put it in your phone or have it, like I said, on a piece of paper, but it's a one-time thing that you're, that you're doing again at this moment, if it changes, add to it, obviously, but it shouldn't take very long, but then you have it. And then you're able to, at each appointment, um, and you might have various appointments, you can show that list. And especially if there's a new member to your healthcare team, uh, that you're going to see. That's a really great idea. Thank you for sharing that. I'm I'm implementing that like pronto because Good, I need yeah, to. <laughs> I need it. I have such Happy a big list help. of allergies. If anything, I should create one just to give to like restaurant owners to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here, make sure this stuff doesn't end up in my food. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so and now that we're yes. done the pyramid, um, mm-hmm. are we going to start to talk about what tests we should do once we have this like list? with all of our allergies and all of the medication we're taking and the herbs. Now, what do we do with this list? That concludes part one of this interview. Please subscribe to our podcast show and tell your friends. Stay tuned for part two. Thank you for listening to this podcast. The Sustainable Life app is a digital platform which includes a mobile app, website, podcast, and documentary series all centered around the five factors for sustainable consumption, impact on human health, environmental impact, respect for human rights, respect for animal rights, and last but not least, socioeconomic advantage, because we want brands and businesses who have sustainable practices to succeed. 
the purpose of the free sustainable life app available on both Apple and Android is to connect you with sustainable brands and businesses worldwide. Use the app to do direct to consumer online shopping or for the fun hashtag shop local function through which you can find local retail shops, grocery stores, cafes, restaurants, salons, spas, event venues, eco-hotels, eco-tours, and even eco-service providers like makeup artists, naturopaths, and dog groomers. This app was created to make sustainable living easy for you. Use it at home and while you travel to live a life in line with your core values. And of course, to hashtag shop local. The app is available on both Apple and Android devices. Have a story idea or suggestions for a future guest for our podcast? Visit www.sustainablelifeapp.com to submit an idea or email us at podcast at sustainablelifeapp.com with your guest or show idea suggestions. Just a note that we are a non-judgmental community. It is our belief that no one is perfect, but if we all do our part to consume more sustainably, there will naturally be a positive ripple effect worldwide. Our hope is that the app helps to positively impact your health, the environment, and all living beings. On a legal note, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the guest and do not necessarily reflect that of Mangla Bunsel, Tell Your Story Productions, Inc., and its subsidiaries, affiliates, and associated companies, together with all respective officers, directors, and employees thereof. Thank you for being such an important part of our community. The love enlighten me salutes the love enlighten you. See you next time.